begin uh, the uh, as we begin every day purity of speech. We are on page fifty-eight, day nineteen. And just to chazer over, just to remind ourselves of the blessing of Rabbi Munasecha, Chadashim Labkarim Rabbi Munasecha, which means that we have the ability to start new. And that's one of the reasons that Hashem made it that we go to sleep and we sleep. And then we have a new morning so that we can have a new life. Because our life is uh, happening right now and many times a person gets into the road of of you know um, I'm doing today what I did yesterday and it's just another day but the power of a Jew is the power of the moon the moon is constantly renewing itself the Sun is constant the moon is always changing its form because the Jewish people are a people where we're constantly looking for hischatches, to be machadish ourselves, to renew ourselves in Torah, to renew ourselves in Avodah Hashem, to renew ourselves and to have an experience of how can I make today a better day? How can I make today a great day? How can I, as uh, Moshe was just saying, right, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, so... So what do you do? You got to make sure you you wake up on the right side of the bed. And if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, so you gotta you gotta uh, you know the guy at eleven o'clock in the afternoon, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, eleven in the morning, twelve o'clock in the morning, two on, um, twelve in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. When did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? About five hours ago. So why are you still on the wrong side of the bed? Right? Okay, so you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So why are you taking that with you the entire day? The greatness of, of a person is the ability to, to renew himself. Like one of the tzaddikim, I think Rav Nachman says, even a person has to renew himself, right? Is that what he says? Every day, a few times a day. Hundreds of times a day. Say, okay, let's have a new day. Let's be machadish ourselves. The power of the Eight Sahara is always is always in in um, Nachash, this last week's parasha, we had Barashas, Nachash, Afar Lachma. The Tzadikim say the Nachash, the Yitzhahara, always wants Afar. Afar means you're lazy, you're down, you're negative. That's what the Yitzhahara's, like we've said many times, the fly. The fly always finds the garbage. The fly always finds, right, if you have a cut on your skin, the fly is going to find the cut. He always finds the, the, the negative part. He always goes and finds the, the, the place where, where you're most uh, vulnerable. That's the That's what the Chavetz Chaim, the person who loves life, someone who, who is constantly searching to find the good. And I want to say this, and then we'll, we'll say the Halachan in the, um, in the Chavetz Chaim, is that the goal is to search for the good. That's the goal. The goal is to try as best as you can and to search and search. What is this? Hmm. Oh, very good. Easier to spot a yellow cow when you look. Right, exactly. 
If you're looking for good, you will find good. And even if you don't find it, you're, you're a, a person's happiness. You want to find the good. It doesn't mean that you see the good in everybody. It doesn't mean that you wake up on the right side of the bed. But the pshat is, is that you try as best as you can to try and find the beauty in life, to find the beauty in your day. That's why we start off with the first thing we start off with saying are the words Modeani. Modeani. I start off the first words a person says is right, they ask the Kasha, why don't you start off with with I thank you? Right? So they say you don't start off the day with thank you very much. You don't start off the day with Ani. You don't start off the day with I. You start off the day with Modeh. You say thank you Hashem that I'm that I have this and thank you Hashem. That's really what the Birchas Hashakar are. You say thank you Hashem that I can see. Thank you Hashem that I have clothing. Thank you, Hashem, that I could move. Thank you, Hashem, that I could, that I'm, that I'm alive. When a person focuses right away in, the, in his morning on the good, on the tov, on, and he's looking for it, you're not always going to find it. But if you're looking and looking and looking, that will change a person's life. And your life, like we said, I can't say this enough, your life is today. You want to know what your life is? Your life is today. That is your life. So let's begin. Question, comments on that. What we just said. Clarifications. We're good. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So let's learn a halacha. Oh, so now what? why speech? What is speech? Because like we said yesterday, the pshat is that many times, thank you very much, that many times a person has, you can't give what you don't have. So if I give negativity, it means I have negativity. If I have love, I can give love. People who don't have love within themselves, people who have trouble loving is because they don't have the love within themselves. The more you love yourself, the more you value yourself, the more you give to yourself, so then that will spill over onto others. When you see someone who's negative, right? If you ever see someone who's angry at someone, it means they have anger within themselves. Because what are they giving over? They're giving over their anger. That means they have anger towards themselves. If you have someone who's negative to you, it means really they're negative to themselves. So they're just sharing that negativity. When, they just have when you have... They just have that what? They just have stuff to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, but, but you need to have it to get rid of it. But if you have good within yourself, and you're looking for good within yourself, and you, and you are, right, the muscle we give is, right, you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. Because what's in the orange? The juice, orange juice, so you squeeze it. So you squeeze someone, you push someone, you get the reaction of who they are, what they are. If a person works on his positivity, that's why Mitzorah is Motsi Ra. The Mitzorah of the Baal Lashon Hara, someone who's speaking Lashon Hara, it doesn't as much say about the person you're speaking about as much as it says about the person who's speaking. You're sitting there putting down that person that says something about you that you're putting down that person. Yes? Could it be that the person that's been spoken about has like a fine horror towards him? That's why people are talking negatively about Yeah, okay, good. That, that, that's, a, that's a Kabbalistic concept. That's a good point. But my responsibility, that's a good point, Daniel. My, my responsibility, though, is even if he has an eye in hara, is to see the tov, right? As to that, that, that's what I can do. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yes, it could be like that. It could be that there are people who, who just bring upon themselves that, 
You know, they're, they're there for us to judge positively. Right? As it says, when a person's done lakafskus, so then it's malinoisoibemes You uplift the person, and when you see the good in somebody, you actually uplift them and make them good. You actually put them into a good state. Okay, so let's talk um, practical halacha. Talking negatively about a business, product, service, hotel. This is very, very, very um, prevalent, and it's something that's not, especially in Israel, where companies are, are um, Jewish companies, and restaurants are the kosher restaurants. It's not like you go to a hotel in, in America, or you go to a, a hotel that's owned by Goyim, so that ha- might have a different halacha. Now, of course, you don't want to be the guy, right? People talk about reviews. Are you allowed to put a review um, where thousands of people or hundreds of people are going to see something pure, pure, pure Lashon Hara? 100% Lashon Hara. For example, you're not allowed to talk negatively about someone's business, possessions, or merchandise. For example, it doesn't pay to go to that store. The service in that store is terrible. Pure Lashon Hara. That company's, right, that restaurant. I went to that restaurant, and the food in that restaurant was terrible. Pure Lashon Hara. The clothing in that store is very expensive. Don't buy from them. Buy somewhere else. Pure Lashon Hara. What if you just say it's expensive? It's Lashon Hara. If you're the owner of the store, you would want someone to say it's expensive? It's expensive. That's Lashon Hara. You could say, you could say, um, the, the, the quality you know the quality of what you're, of what they sell over there is a higher quality so it might cost a little bit more that's very different than saying Yoni's saying a good question say it is it is more expensive but it, it's all how you're it's all how you're how you're giving it over it's all who you're talking to and how you're saying it and are you saying it from from anger are you saying it like oh don't go there don't go to that suit store Go to that suit store. That suit store is more expensive than that suit store. Now, now, oh, now, if he asks, if he says, "Do you have a good suit store?" What, what do you suggest? You could say, "I suggest you go to that suit store." But you, once you start saying comparison, and once you're saying this is better than this, then that's already lashon hara. That what? Right. So. Yeah, I, I, again, I guess you, you, you want to you be, think about if you're the owner of that store. Yeah, okay. Right. You don't want to give over. You don't want to give over. Right? What's the story of. Someone else said it? You had a question? Yeah. So, yeah, so again, so. so, so right, for someone else is not expensive. And you're making them lose customers. You're making them lose customers. Remember, a guy that doesn't have money, to me, I, just, I have to know in the sense of my spending money. Good, that's right. right. So I could say to you, very good, good point. Great. And maybe this is what you're saying also. I'm it, 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 there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I think you might, you know, it might be better for you to go to this store. But you're not knocking that store. I'm not saying that store is a bad store to go to. That store is overpriced. That, that store, what? You're giving options. Or you're saying, I think this option, we're going to learn more about Latoella. So we're going to talk about it, how you, can, how you can go ahead and explain it without putting down. The natural thing that we do is we'll say, or a person, I want to say we'll say, the natural thing is you want to say, oh gosh, that store is so overpriced. 
that's so expensive. You know, you, you, I would go to that store. Like, especially if it's a store that you like or a store that you bought something at that you was overpriced, so you're upset at them, sort of, and you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, don't go over there, go over there. That would be Lashon Hara. To guide someone to go to a store, that's okay. That we'll talk more about without saying negative on that store. I'll get to the story in a, a story in a second from Rabbi Berg, which is classic... Classic um, this, yes. Would the optimal situation to be to just stay in my lane if he asked me about the store and just say, personally, I don't know enough about that store, but I get my shirts from this place. That's I give that, 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 of course, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But remember, you have to be clean from, from uh, you know, you have to be clean within yourself that you don't have tinas on the store to be able to say it so nicely like that. If I'm giving over, just staying in my lane. I'm not trying to go in that store's lane. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, I get my stories from here. I don't know about that store. I right. That's the best, of course. What about saying it's cheap? That's great. Oh, cheap in a... Yeah, you're saying it's a cheap store. Yeah, that's fine. Right, right. Well, right. That's, I wasn't sure if you... That's a great... That's a... You could get stuff cheap there. It's fine. A cheap store. You know... You know when you're saying it, whether you're saying it negative or positive. You know, right. correct. You know. Good. So you have to make sure. You have to make sure when you're giving it over that you're. And, and there's nothing wrong. Everyone, there's nothing wrong with saying, I, I want to be careful because I don't want to say lashanara. There's nothing wrong with exposing and saying, listen, I. I I'm, I'm learning Hiltus Lashnar every day. And you just asked me about that store. And I, I just want to tell you, you can go to that store. Go to that store. I personally go to this store. But I don't want to You could, you could, you know, if you're, if, one, of, one of the promises that the Chavetz Chaim tells us, and this is two things that I want to say. Number one, yeah, Moshe, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, can you just say what the that's and then you could no, say. I prefer this one. Yeah, yeah. You you might want to be right. So you might want to be careful because remember, embarrassing. If if you if you own the store, makes no difference. It's a matter of opinion. I can eat eggs one way. No, correct, right, correct. But you might still hurt someone by saying you might by saying I prefer this. Okay, good. Okay, okay. That, that could be. That could be. I, I want to say too. Yeah. No, no, it's great. There's not nothing to be. This is great. Yes, yes, yes. To protect the people you're talking to. So I'm sorry. Don't go. Don't make a store if you're afraid of being spoken about. You're saying you're exposing yourself. Okay, good. For one second. Well, okay, so good. So Meyer, very good. So one second. So first of all, so first of all, what Meyer is saying is true, and we will learn about ways that you're allowed to give constructive criticism on a place, and you're, there is a way to communicate things better than saying, "Ugh, oh, that store is too expensive." Uh, right? You can't be so sensitive. Putting if you have just stand. 
Someone asked, so first of all, it's an, it's an amazing question. Someone once um, sent me that question where they said, what do I do where I was in a restaurant and I saw you know, a, a mouse or I saw a cockroach, you see something. So, so again, again. Maybe one day there was rats. Again, exactly, again, again. So first of all, I, I, here's the story that I want to say. The story that I want to say is, um, the Rabbi Berg story, if you guys remember, I think this is from a few years back, when we were talking about this, I don't know if it was, it was this, this exact page, but we were talking about restaurants. And he said he had gone to a pizza shop here in Eretzisrael, and he went to the pizza shop, and it was terrible. It was terrible. The cheese was, was tasted spoiled, the crust was either too thick or too thin, whatever he didn't like. It was terrible. And what happened was, he... Uh, like a week or two or maybe a month later his wealthy friend from America came and, and, um, and I don't know he was in touch with him whatever a week later he says oh how was it he says oh it was great he says what have you been doing for food he says I've been going with my family to this pizza shop the entire week we've been loving it we've been loving it and he was talking about that pizza shop that he Oh, he oh, you didn't hear the story. Oh, he likes the pizza? I thought you said no, he himself didn't like it. But his friend, who was visiting, spent the entire week with his family, you know, licking his, his fingers from the delicious pizza. So, well, one second, one second. So, what, so, so the, the moral, what you see from that story is, what you see from that story is that if, if, if he would have said, if the guy would have asked him, what, should I go to that pizza shop? Should I go here? Uh, he would have said, oh, that pizza stinks. Right? So now, instead of not saying anything, now he could have said, listen, there's another pizza shop there. He didn't have to, he didn't, Baruch Hashem, he didn't say anything. But what you see from there is that, is that you have to be very, very, very careful. You have to be very careful. Yes, Maishu, like you're saying, in an extreme case where there's a pizza shop that has, that has rats working behind the counter, then yes, it could be, you could say, you know, I don't know if I would eat in that restaurant. But, but usually, usually, play, usually restaurants and places, what? No, no, good, good, right, no, correct. I'm saying, you would be able to say, I'm saying in an extreme, extreme case, where a place is disgusting, 
right? A lot of times also you have to realize that people will, people will figure out, right, for another person it could be clean. Correct. I'm just saying most places, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that most places are, are, if it's an extreme place where it's a terrible, terrible place, it'll be niskala, it'll be revealed. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's not going to last. Correct. The point is, bottom line, so I, I want to say, because this is very important, the bottom line is, is that we're learning, the bottom line is that we're learning the halachas. The bottom line is that we're talking about the halachas, we're talking about being sensitive to what comes out of your mouth. What comes out of your mouth, and how you talk, and the natural thing is, when a person has a situation where, negative, where something, where he went to a pizza shop, and he spent his money, and he didn't like the pizza, or he went to a restaurant, and he spent the money, and it didn't come out the way he wanted to come out. So what happens is, we have grudges inside of ourselves, and we're upset at the place. Why? Because I, what a chutzpah. I spent my money, and I didn't get what it is that I wanted, so therefore I'm going to get them back. There's an element of revenge that I want to get them. Oh, don't go to that pizza shop. Don't go to that store. That store is expensive. Don't go here. So we sort of take our upsetness that we have inside and we put it on the store, we put it on the product. And he says very clearly. Right. I want my friends to go get good pizza. I don't want right. to go and waste his money. Right, correct. So that, but that, right, Meyer, so. So Meyer, so Meyer, what, the, 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 so we've had that question before. We say, oh, what about the $2, the $3? So again, again, if you are doing it in, with that fashion, if you have that kavana and it's out of love for your friend and you have zero negativity towards the pizza shop and you're able to present it in a very, very clear place and you're not exaggerating, there are five ways to do that and it's 100% mutter to do that. However, most people, Meyer, are not on that level. Most people, when they go to a pizza shop and they don't like the pizza, they're not, te- they're not telling their friend not to go to the pizza shop because they care about their friend's 10 shekel. They're doing it because they're upset that they had a bad experience in the pizza shop. But that is, I go to a pizza shop, I spend the money, and I don't like the pizza, I didn't like it, I didn't like the customer service, the guy didn't treat me like a king, the guy didn't give me everything, so when I leave, I'm gonna get him back. Hundreds of restaurants, right? Hundreds of kosher restaurants. There's so many options. Right. So if someone asks me where they want to eat, there's tons of places. Right. So just say that. Right. I'm saying every place specializes in something else. Right. That's beautiful. So That's I, the best. So my friend asked me if you want specifically sushi or specifically um schnitzel or steak or hot dog, that's fine. As long as you're not saying, don't go to that place. 100%. As long as you don't say, don't go to that place. As long as you don't say, that place is the best place. Say, I, per- I personally like this. I think you would enjoy it. As, again, as long, imagine that you're the owner of the other restaurants. How would you want someone to say it? sensitivity. It teaches you to be careful. Because I want to say something to everybody over here. Here we're talking about something very insignificant. We're talking about, we're talking about restaurants. Shkoya. We're talking about a restaurant. I don't like a restaurant. I don't like this. What that turns into is, I don't like this person. 
When you have the same conversation, if you're a guy who's going to bash a restaurant, then you're the same guy who's going to bash a person. If you're a person who's going to say, oh, I don't like this, and you naturally will just come out of your mouth, I don't like this restaurant, go to that restaurant. I don't like this hotel, go to that hotel. I don't like this service, go to that. That same conversation will be at the Shabbos table talking about, ah, I don't like this rabbi. I don't like this group of people. And I went to this thing, and I don't like them. What happens is you become somebody who who says whatever comes to my mind. And, and then they say, and everyone has the, the uh, you know, I'm just being, I'm just being like honest. I'm just being real. I'm just saying it the way it is. I'm not, I'm not a liberal who's just a, no, no, no. No, you're talking Lashon Hara. You're taking a bat and you're smashing people over the head. You're bludgeoning people and they're bleeding and you're killing people by your, oh, oh, I don't, I'm just being <coughs> honest. Don't be so honest. Don't be so honest. But what's the differentiation between um, Lashon Hara and Lashon Well, Lush, when you speak Lashon Hara, you're being, well, you'll continue coming. We're going to talk about all that. When you speak Lashon Hara, you're being over the Because you're... Saying, sometimes the opposite. Like when you're, you say that you're, you're listening. Person, I want to be real, right? So a person is a negative person. And mm-hmm. when you say to someone, I think that person is a negative person. That could as, be helping them. That's pure Lashon Hara. What? Tell the person himself. What do you have to tell somebody else? Tell, tell the person. What are you telling someone else? <laughs> Help them. So tell go over to the guy who's negative. What are you telling the other guy that he's negative? Pure. Okay. It's pure lashonara. Pure lashonara. Uh, well, what about when you want, when you want to help someone else? Not okay, that's different. So you can go over to that person. You can. You know, the best way to help someone is you be positive, you be loving, and that'll spill over to him. You're you're looking around to fix everyone who's negative to be positive. Good luck. You be positive yourself. You won't even see the negative in the person. But you're right. It's, it's true. All of this, again, all of this trains us and reminds us every day. It's not something that you could say. It's not something you could say, I can't, I can't express this enough. Every person, this will change your life forever. If you have in your, in your life, especially when you're married, especially when you're married, especially around your dining room table, especially around your family, especially when you're dating someone. It's one of the things that I ask guys when they're dating someone. Does your kala or does the girl you're dating, does she like to talk negative about other people? Not does she talk about negative other people. Some people, they they slip, slip up, but what you want to introduce into your relationship, any relationship you have, you want to introduce into that relationship, Hilfus Lashonara, which is we don't talk about other people. We don't talk about other people. And Meyer, just on what you said, as far as you know, the loving your friend, I just want to be very clear. It's okay to be machmir. It's okay to be machmir. You know, to 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 if you're if you're you know when it comes to latoelis. Oh, I hope I'm helping the person. It's okay. It's better to be a person who doesn't talk negatively and doesn't say right. Better to better better to to uh, what is it? Um, to be thought of a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubts, right? Better not to say something than to say something that could possibly be, some, some people say, oh, the toeles, it's the toeles, relax with the toeles. It's not so passionate, it's not so simple. As we know, the means like there are circumstances where you have to say something. 
or you have to. So it's true. You, you could speak to, uh, ask, ask someone, learn the halachas. But I think that what, what our danger is, Daniel, your hands up. I think our danger is more is that we talk and talk and just say whatever comes to our mind. And, and that's something that's very, very dangerous. Now, I want to say this again because it's very, very important. Um, some people talk a lot, and you want to tell them just don't talk so much. Other people don't really talk, and they need to talk. So for those who need to talk, it is important to have somebody, and we said this, I think, the first day um, a few days ago, is that it is important to have somebody to talk to. It is important to have somebody who you respect or someone who you're close with that you can express, and which means, as Chavetz Chaim says, if you need to vent to somebody and you need to talk about your mother to somebody, and you need to talk about your situation, or you need to talk about the restaurant to somebody, and you pick someone who's mature, and you pick someone who's not going to be like, yeah, 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 and just going to you know, pump you up with your negativity, but someone who can listen to you, and someone who you can express, that's amazing. That's amazing. We're talking about sitting around and shooting from the hip when you're eating lunch, or you're at the Shabbos table, or you're this, or you're that, just talking about nothingness. But when you, if you have someone specifically who you could speak to, who you can open up to, and you could vent to, and you could communicate to, that's an amazing thing. You had something with some Parabba? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Okay, just go ahead. Happy to have you here. Thank you for Parabba. I'm just going to make a brother. I'm going to make a brother. I just thought, I think that when uh, I think that the rabbi, like hit it the nail on the head when you said that, um, you know, if you're doing it in order to help people, like it takes like a really honest like person in like Zagiris to really be in touch with himself enough to know like, is this coming from like, like negative, like people don't want to accept that they're coming from They don't want to accept that they would come up shalom Take your bread and the store. Right. So if a person doesn't have that self acceptance of his like negative aspect, correct, then he can't even start deciding to well. Correct. Like, Beautiful. Beautiful. And 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 I want to say what Rabbi is saying. The human there's nothing wrong humanly to realize that that yes, if you go to a restaurant, even if you spent twenty shekel, thirty shekel and you spent and it didn't taste good, or the cust the guy didn't look at you the right way, yes, you're human. You're not going to be satisfied and you might say something negative about him. Right? That's that's yeah, that's exactly. really what you're saying. Carl Young's book, his entire like seventy percent is like you have a lot of negative parts about you and you're just like you're killing yourself by being afraid to acknowledge it. Beautiful. Wow. Right. Correct. Like start start your negativity and then realize. Correct. Correct. What's that? Yeah. Okay. We'll have you guys together. It's always coming from that side, Rabbi Ragensburg. I don't remember saying. Don't blink at me. I wasn't gonna say anything. I know. Yes, Rabbi Ragensburg. I, I, I just heard this week, uh, actually, where the Wyatt was saying, it said the name of the Zalman, the Lord, 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 the
He asked the Kasha, how come by Akira's Yitzhak, it says when Akira's Rokhu told Abraham Avinu to shed the sun, without Hashem came himself and said, Kachas Bimcha. But when he told him to stop, right, it was the Malach. He was the Malach. So, right. he, so he says, because when, uh, in order to shed another year, hmm. you need the Abishter to tell you. But uh, to save another year, it's enough of a Malach. Yeah, the problem is people say, yeah, Hashem told me, that's the, that's the problem. It's Hashem, it's for Hashem. Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, I think all of this yes. starts from uh, questioning Hashem and thinking everything happens literally. Meaning, if, if the blueprint of Hashem is perfect, that you having an annoying roommate is for a reason. You go in a pizza store, as I mentioned, whenever I open up my, my eyes, I realize that there's no stop. When I was in Miami with uh, Ezzy Jaskin, we were at a store that we weren't getting the best service, and we left a different store. That other store led us to getting a donation of $6,000 for a trip. So. We should have gone back to the guy that annoyed us in the pizza store and said thank you for annoying us. And it all starts when you don't understand that. And yesterday I was sitting with my brother-in-law that's uh, he's starting a Mosebi Chuba, and we were sitting by the Yarkon River, and I was telling him and his friend that the genius of Hashem, and I mentioned that Rebbe said that Wuri Zohar uh, became religious. One of the main things was the details of Hashem. Right. I said, if you put your shoe on left and tie the right and do what he says, take it to the bank, whatever was supposed to happen or will, it will happen because you followed the blueprint. It's when we sit there and start saying that person. But how about that guy that annoyed you? Maybe he's about to commit suicide and he's looking for love. Beautiful. You're just Asking what's this? Beautiful. 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 It's called very good, Rabbi T. It's called ego. It's called it's called you you playing God, as opposed to letting God be God and you just being uh, accepting, as you're saying that this is what Hashem wanted. Beautiful. Yeah, Hashem will help us. We're just going to learn a, a few minutes of Mesil Jasharim. Hashem should help all of us. We should be zoch. As the Chavetz Chaim says. All we have to do is learn the halachas. We learn the halachas. We open up the safer, purity of speech. We learn the halachas. That will help each and every one of us to be protected from listening to Lashon Hara, from talking Lashon Hara, chas against an individual, against a group. Hashem will help us today and every day and all the Jewish people not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to want to speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear Lashon Hara about anyone or any group of Jews, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay. Um, the, the second step in the Mesil Zisharim, and we'll just do, spend a few minutes on this, um, at least for today, and that is that the Mesil Zisharim transitions. The first part that he says is, and this is really where, where a lot of us get, get stuck, and I'm going to quote again from the Derech Chaim because I think he says it there so clearly in the first opening uh, words of the Mesil Zisharm of Machovasa Balamo, and he says like this, and I'm going to make a diak, Rib Simcharab, I made this diak before, you, you'll remember this, I'm sure. He says, he says, Mahu, you want to ask yourself, 
Who are you? Vilama Bala Olam. Why did I come down into this world? And then the third question is, oh, now you bring Hashem in the picture. Your first step, your first step is you have to take responsibility, as we're going to learn. Why am I here? Why am I sitting in the base Medrash right now? Why am I in Yeshiva right now? Everything that we do is a result of the decisions that we made to do that. If you are in yeshiva, the reason you're in yeshiva is because you chose to be in yeshiva. Why did I choose to be in yeshiva? If you're sitting here this morning in Masil's Yesharim, it's because you decided to sit here. Why did you decide to sit here? Why is it, and this is more Alki Kabbalah, none of us here, no neshama, had any interest in coming down into this world. No neshama before you came down here, says, oh, I'm so excited to go down into this world. It's a Eureka. It's a major Eureka. But each and every what? A Eureka means it's a, you're going down. It's a decline. Right? It's like a person saying, you're going to spend 70, 80, 90 years in a, in a cesspool. That's where you're going to be living, in a cesspool. A cesspool is where all uh, stuff from toilets and everything they go into a that, that's what, for the neshama this world, that's what this world is no neshama wanted to come down into this world however, what happened whatever conversation happened between Hashem and the neshama and yourself you made a decision that I am going to come down into this world for a purpose you are going to be in this world for a purpose and this world is a world that is called Olam, which in definition means it's hidden from God. This world is a world called Tashas Choshech Nihilayla. Olam Azeh is Doima Lalayla. This world blinds a person into his purpose, into why I'm in this world. And the world wants you just to do what? To eat, to sleep, to make money, to be distracted. The whole entire existence of this world is to distract you from what? From your purpose. Why? Because it's the highest thing in the world to fulfill your purpose. To fulfill your purpose. To come to yeshiva. Because we've seen it. To become somebody who comes to yeshiva and changes his life is the greatest thing that the Yetzirah does not want you to do. Like I said the other day, to come into the base medrash, to get you, right? People thought, oh, the base medrash, when it was up on the hill, then it was hard to come in. The Yitzhahara will do one thing, will keep you out of the base medrash. He'll keep you in bed as much as he can. He'll keep you on your phone as much as you can. Basically, he'll keep you distracted as much as you can. Like I said, the problem is not the phone. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that it takes you away from developing and investing in yourself. This is not the problem. The problem is, is that you neglect. It's not that, oh, you could look at your phone and say, oh, I spent 17 hours on my phone. I spent eight hours on my phone. I spent three hours on the phone. It's minus that from how much development you put in yourself. 
How much time am I investing in me? How much time am I putting into my mission in life? Because this stage in your life is probably the most crucial and the most important stage in your life. From the time you're 18, I'm going to say it clearly. When you're in an elementary school, what, what DAS do you have? You don't have DAS. You don't know what's going on. You're coming home. You're eating your breakfast. Your, your mo mommy's packing you your lunch or whatever's happening. And you're just a bobblehead going through the motions. Then you go to high school, okay, whatever you're doing in high school. If you're rebelling, you're not rebelling, but you're still very connected to the world of bobblehead, and I'm just doing whatever it is that I'm doing, and that's it. I'm the, 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 the wheel is spinning and the hamster's dead. I'm just going like that. The question is when do you press the button and say, stop, stop. Now I gotta make decisions about who I am, what my life is about, and take responsibility for it. That's a question. The more you ask yourself that question, the more you challenge yourself, the more you get clear about what it is, why you're here, what it is your purpose is, that's when your life truly begins. Question, comments? You say this world is... Yes. Oh. Go ahead. You say this world is to distract us mm -hmm. from our purpose. Mm-hmm. How do we find out what our purpose is? Good. So I'm saying, so if the world is here to distract us from our purpose, so how do you find the purpose? Ask that question. Right here. I'm being serious. Right here. You open up books and holy books, and you spend time in the ark, in Noah's ark, in Tevis Noah, and you spend time with people who are focused on their purpose. If you hang out with people who are not focused on their purpose, and like Yoni says, right, the more you ask yourself that question, and the more you hang around people and a building and walls that people are talking about that and asking that, I guarantee that's going to affect you. You hang around people who are bedafka distracting themselves. Let's get distracted. Then you'll get more distracted. You say, you say hang around people who know their purpose. It seems like you know your purpose. How would you summarize your purpose without pointing to a book in words? So, you, so you're asking me what my purpose is? As in someone who knows what their purpose is, how would you summarize someone's purpose? How would I summarize my purpose or someone's purpose? My, I, I think, I think one of, I think one of. First of all, thank you for the question. I, I respect the question. Um, I think my, my, one of my purposes, I think one purpose is to um, constantly remember that I have a purpose. I think that's one of my purposes, is that I always want to remember that I have a purpose. That's one of my purposes, so that I can be true to myself and true to my creator and live the moments in life that are very quick and fleeting. And I don't want to live like a, like a cat, like an Israeli cat. No offense to Israeli cats. I want to live like a human being. I want to live like a Jew. So I try and constantly remember that line of that that's what I like to do here. That's my purpose of reminding myself, trying to remind others, trying to teach myself more. To constantly, that's one of the reasons I stand up here every day is to try and you know, see beauty, see love, and to realize that life is real. Life is real. Uh, yeah? Does that answer your question a little bit? Okay, yeah? Shimon, you had a... Yeah, um, 
Right, so let me clarify. So very good question. Shimon, thank you. Let's bring it much more down to earth. To talk about your purpose of why you were put in this planet as a neshama, you need someone like the Arizal, you need someone who, I don't know if anybody can tell you what your purpose is. To tell you why you're in yeshiva today, that you could maybe say. Say, why am I in yeshiva? So someone could say, well, I came in yesh- to yeshiva to learn more Torah. This guy came to yeshiva to, more, uh, to understand himself better. I came to yeshiva because I want to feel more connected to, to Judaism, to Shabbos, to, to whatever it might be. So your purpose in yeshiva, I think, is much, is much more uh, practical, right? Shimon, does that, does that help you? Right? Everybody here could say, what is my purpose of being in yeshiva for this week? What am I trying to accomplish? Today is Thursday. What's my goal for today? What do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to, fi- what do I want to accomplish this year in yeshiva? Do I want to finish a mesechta? Do I want to learn how to read better? Do I want to learn how to connect to Hashem better? Do I want to daven better? Do I want to try and understand myself more? Do I want to try and uh, understand my relationship with my family better? Do I want to try and be a better person? To talk about it more as a general, yeah, Akiva. I want to emphasize what Akiva is saying. I want to emphasize what Akiva is saying. It, it's, it is true. It is true that the phone and being distracted can bring to your brain and bring to your soul terrible, terrible things. I, everyone agrees. Everyone agrees to that. But it's deeper than that. The Yitzhahara is deeper than just having you fall into your desires. That's also terrible. But the Yitzhahara is deeper. He doesn't want you to invest time into yourself. And when you invest time into yourself, as you see Akiva, one year, it's not 10 years, one year, that's how big of a difference your life can be in one year of 
investing into yourself. So thank you, Akiva. Beautiful. So the distraction of the world, so what Avram Yaakov is saying, the distraction of the world wants to distract you away, away from you. As Menachem Goldberger said, right? The dog is chasing its tail, but at least the dog is chasing its own tail. And the dog is not chasing someone else's tail. So now we don't want to chase our tails, but at least let's chase our own tails and not someone else's tail. And what's dangerous of, of not focusing in, as the Masil Desharm says, that's the beauty, as Rabbi Regensburg saying, right? That's why you need all these books. Because years, it takes, it takes tens of thousands of chachmogayim to explain one line in the Masil Sisharim, which is, the more you clarify, the more you clarify, and I was nice, Avram Yaakov, by uh, expressing a little bit of, of uh, you, know, my, my, you know, my, and I like doing it, I like talking about what my purpose is. It's important to talk about it. It's important, but the truth is, it's something that a person has to, has to constantly renew himself in and constantly remind himself every morning, every morning to get up in the morning and say, so what, as we start off, the question as I walked into the base medrash, Rebbe, what does somebody do if they walk, wake up on the wrong side of the bed? As Rabbi Simcha Rabbah says, don't have a good day, create a good day. What's it having a good day? Oh, I had a good day. I hope I have a good day. What does that mean you have? I hope you have a good day? Create the day that you want to have. Will challenges come? Could be. Will challenges not come? Could be. But either way, I got to invest in me. If at the end of the day, I know that I invested in me, and I spent my time in me, then I was successful. And that's success. If I'm, if I'm distracted by everybody else, and that's the biggest challenge that we have, especially when we're younger and teenagers, how am I doing? I'm comparing myself. That's why comparison is the thief of joy. We're all, oh, but this guy, but this guy, but this guy, but this guy, but that guy. That's the same thing as a phone. It's the same thing. Distracted by this. In Kellum, back in the, in the, not that I know what it was back then, but from, from what I've learned, what I've read from the, from the tzaddikim before us, talking about Kellum, they said if a guy looked to the, his right or he looked to his left, he'd be embarrassed that he actually looked elsewhere. And he literally took his head and he looked somewhere. So if there was a noise and a bang on the floor and the guy went like this, he'd be, he'd, they, they, it'd be like someone walking around without any clothes. It'd be embarrassing. What are you looking over there? That's not your business. Your business is in one place, one place only, that's over here. And then people get up, oh, but then you become selfish, then you become selfish. I'm not worried about anybody becoming selfish. Become very, very selfish. And then when you get married, we'll talk about being not selfish. When you're in yeshiva, my biggest bracha to you is you become the most selfish person everyone's gonna get nervous. It doesn't mean you can't give a guy a cup of water. It doesn't mean you can't say good morning to somebody. It has nothing to do with being selfish. Self-care, take care of yourself. Invest in yourself. That's the greatest thing you could do for somebody else. When you see someone like Akiva Koltai, right? When you see a guy like Akiva Koltai, it's, it's the greatest thing that a guy, the greatest thing that Akiva Koltai could do is by bettering himself. That's the greatest selflessness 
he could do for other people because you can get inspired. You can get inspired. You can say, look what somebody could become. Look what somebody could become. And Akiva is not someone who just got to where he got to by keeping his feet up and, and, and not struggling in his challenges. He's someone who's, got, who's gone in there. He's someone who works on himself on a deeper level. Right, a guy like Menachem Dubin, right? Menachem Dubin, bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, you see Menachem Dubin. You should post up pictures of Menachem from last year to see the difference, to see what it is, what happens when you make when you make life changes. You make life changes. I was speaking to a big tzaddik yesterday. I was a big tzaddik in the yeshiva. You know, Mamish, he's gonna will be more revealed over this year. I see it already. Amish, a person who, who, who if, if everybody here would know, and you guys know on yourselves, how much pain and struggle and working on you have in yourself. I can tell you all one thing. Tell you all one thing. Keep on knocking at that door. Keep on going at it. Whatever it is that you have struggled with or struggling with. It takes time. It takes time. Don't give up. If you're second year, if you're third year, if you're fourth year, don't say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'll never get there. The person I spoke to yesterday has been working on something. He told me since he's, I don't know how old he is now, maybe 20, 21, says, he told me yesterday, he says, I've been working on this thing since I'm 17 years old and I'm finally breaking through. Guess what, guess what? All you need is one breakthrough all you need. It's all you need. The difference between, right, that's on the sweatshirt, you see. The difference between, right, winners are not people who don't fail. Winners are people who don't quit. It's about getting, it's about taking what it is that you want to do. And then a guy says, like Rabbi Tzvi said, I did yesterday, two days ago, oh yeah, I came to yeshiva, I came to yeshiva, I did yeshiva for a year. I did yeshiva for a year, and you, you, you know, you were in base Fedrish half the year, maybe. It takes work. Akiva Koltai is for us here. He's here as his fourth year, and 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 it's work. It's work every day. Chaim, you speak to a guy like Chaim Ekkel. Yeah. 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 You speak to a guy, speak to a guy, and I mean this, I'm not just throwing around, you speak to Chaim, speak to Akiva, speak to Yaakov, I'm talking about even everybody, right? Speak to a guy like Shlai, to Shlaimi Tesher. How, 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 23 years old. Shlaimi Tesher, okay, has been working on himself. I just met Shlaimi a year ago. Shlaimi Tesher has been working on himself. For a long, long, long time. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. And that's how you become a product like that. You don't just become, you don't just become great. You don't just become happy. People want to take the happy pill. They want to take a happy pill. They want to take a Gemara pill. They want to take a, a God pill. They want to take a, a feeling good pill. That's what everybody wants. We all want it. We all want to just say, okay, oh, I'm 18 years old, I finally woke up. I'm 19 years old, I'm beginning to wake up about life. I went to one sheer about happiness. I went to one sheer about Gemara. I went to one sheer about purpose. 
about what's my purpose in life. I learned the first time Nasil's Yasharim. You know how many years this Nasil's Yasharim? This is from 1997. From 1997. There you go. Gotta get it bound again. 1997. How, many, how much did I pay for this, guys? Six shekel. I paid six shekel. I've been doing this. I've been I'm still trying to, trying to, I'm still standing up here trying to figure out what life's about and reminding myself what life is about. Because the day that I stop doing that is the day that I know I can only talk for myself. The day I stop doing that, the day that I stop asking myself questions, and the day I let myself, my foot off the pedal for a second, is the day I'm in big, big, big trouble. And I didn't make this up. This is last week's parsha with with uh, with uh, Yitzhahara, Yitzhahara, right? The story. I'll say it over. I know you guys know the story where we're putting her, but I'll say it over because I because it's it's the most beautiful story. Where in Slabatka they didn't learn b'chavrusa. You can only learn b'chavrusa. And Rafundar came, Rafundar came, and he wasn't learning b'chavrusa. So the altar from Slabatka came over to him and asked him, how come you're not learning B'chavrusa? And he says, I am learning with B'chavrusa. He says, who are you learning with? He says, I'm learning with the Yetzer Hara. So the altar from Slabatka says, you're learning with the Yetzer Hara? Why don't you learn with the Yetzer Tov? So he says, I have two reasons. Number one, the Yetzer Hara is much smarter than the Yetzer Tov. And he says, number two, he shows up every day. The Yetzirah guys shows up every day. The Yetzirah is by your bed every day before you wake up. And he's ready for the second you wake up to pounce on you. And he'll be there in the afternoon as well. And he'll be there for sure in the evening time, right? You see, we're learning about that. He'll be there at night. That's when he loves to come out. That's when all the creepy crawlers and the animals come out at night, at nighttime. At nighttime, they come out to get you. And if you're not on guard, if you're not on guard, then yes, I'm not making this up. I didn't invent this. I'm not saying anything that has not been said before. I'm just blessed that we're in a teva. We're in an ark. We're in Noah's ark. We're in Teva's Noah. We're in four walls of reality. Yes, this is reality. Yes, yes, this is reality. These conversations, Torah, as, as Daniel Gross said yesterday, that's reality. Someone show me, please, another reality. I would love to see another reality of the world outside. I would love to see, I would love to see the sanity and the clarity of the world outside. You won't see it. You won't see it. I don't have to tell you guys that. Back in my day, you could have a kasha that maybe the world is normal. Maybe the world is normal. I've said this before. I remember 15 years ago. I remember saying it in a schmooze in Lake Shlomo in Baltimore. I remember saying it clearly, and I said, everyone can now agree that the world is crazy, and you had no faces. 20 years ago, you couldn't say the world is crazy. They'd say, oh, what do you mean the world's crazy? The world's not crazy. Now, less man de pullet, which means nobody argues that the world out there is crazy. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You've got to be very, very, very vigilant. You have to be very, very careful, and you've got to work diligently, persistently. Don't worry about your falls. You're going to have falls. You're going to have pitfalls. But keep at it. I promise you. 
Keep at it. You will get there. You will get there if you keep at it. Keep your goals, get your goals, and keep at it. Rabbi Tzvi, when did you start the Dafyomi, Rabbi Tzvi? At what age? 30. At 30. I know Rabbi Tzvi, since he's 15, 16 years old, if I would have told him he'd be where he is, a Magad Shir, a Tzaddik, a great husband, a great father, you know, where, you know how, where that comes from? That comes from day, it was easy, right, Rabbi Tzvi? You make it look easy. <laughs> he does. Rabbi Tzvi makes it look easy. He works on himself. Day in, day out. For years and years and years and years. It doesn't just come. It didn't just fall that, that, that he's giving sheer and all he talks about is Torah, Torah, Torah. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes consistency. I want to mention one person who's here who deserves a tremendous um, credit. And, I, and I, I meant to say this the other day. But... Um, He's a person in yeshiva who's his second year. Last year he did so many amazing things for so many people. And, uh, and he came back now, as he always does, with, with passion, with, with leadership. He's a, he's a true leader as an individual. And I'm very proud of him that he came back. He's going into the army soon. Uh, Josh Hyman. Someone who's going to be a tremendous Kiddush Hashem for this yeshiva like all. Oh, I saw Yitzhi Shapiro last night. I'm so proud of the guys who are in the army. Really, so proud of them that they're so connected to the yeshiva. They're so connected to the yeshiva. It's literally a Kiddush Hashem to, to be able to, to have that, that uh, courage to serve the Jewish people and to stay connected to yeshiva. It's amazing, Josh. Hashem should help all of us. It's a good way to end leadership, to do what you got to do. Shem should help all of us. We should all be zocha to remind ourselves of our mission as much as we can. As much as we can. And, and to spend, like I said the other day, spend as much time. Mashcheu lebeis medrash. The biggest blessing that Corona, one of the blessings of Corona, is the fact that our base medrash is here closer to everybody. It's closer. It's closer. We're all together. We're all closer to the base medrash. As much time as you could spend in this, in these four walls, I guarantee you, the more time you spend here, the more happiness you'll have, the more growth you'll have, and the more you'll be able to, to live the mission of why you're here in Yeshiva. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Shabbat shalom.